everyone, and welcome back to another episode with the HLP. I don't have a whole lot this week, so I'm just going to welcome you right into episode 189, Head Turner. and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 189. Guys are in the thick of it, talking to a uh, very powerful NPC. How how old did you say he was, Griffin? He's somewhere between two and 3,000 years old. So we talked about this a little off air in between episodes, and this is like if you just were having a conversation with Jesus's apostles or like Moses ancient people who predate all modern civilization the stuff you could talk to these dudes about blows my mind yeah and the fact that he's been alive for all of it it's insane absolutely insane and then i was also telling this uh group i heard he glides across the floor and i was like that is a key major huge very difficult to fight monster and anything yeah like this is a core memory for like the bosses of many things (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that anytime you read a book and they're like oh he glides across the floor that's a concern anytime you become too powerful to put one foot front in in front of the other you know problem (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy in a world like galarian he's seen gods ascend at this point like Mm -hmm. totally wild yeah like he's going to have a lot to say when you guys get this information about the whispering way from him. Like he's like, seen the whole rise and fall of it. Matumbe could talk to him for like eight hours about all the crazy stuff that he was around for that Aridin did. This man saw a God ascend or was around when a God ascended and then dude did most of his godly stuff and then died. Like that's crazy. And then Vec would want to hear about it, yeah. but that's, we'll get to that at some other time. <laughs> well, Haley, what you got over there? You got a drink? I do. I have a Bud Light uh, hard seltzer. And then I also have two more sitting and, and ready to go. Really just, uh, I'm ready for anything here. We're in the middle of, you know, the underground with a bunch of vampires. Yeah. Speaking of somebody I know is ready for anything. Brooks, what you drinking over there? Oh, thanks, Griff. I am ready. I'm ready for the daybreak. Okay. Better not be. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. You don't get on this guy's bad side. Well, this one, this daybreak, it's from Wolf's Ridge. Big surprise. Oh, is that a new brewery? <laughs> Never heard Check them out. Check them out sometime. <laughs> Real up and comers. For sure. Yeah. I mean, technically, they yeah. might be up and comers to other people that don't live. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. Give me, give me some of this. It's really, really good. I can't believe you guys haven't heard of these guys before. Hey, can I get a sip of that? I'd like yeah. to try it. That was a very reluctant Mike can mm-hmm. pass. <laughs> it's so good. It's because he knows it's a bit. He knows uh-huh. it's a bit. He knows it's a bit and he doesn't know- want to part with it. He knows I've drank gallons of that beer. <laughs> gallons. <laughs> it's, it's actually, um, it's up there. And I'm happy to share this new beer anytime. Are you sure? Because I don't think I got a good taste of it. <laughs> Get right ahead. No, I'm not going to do that to you. It's yours. <laughs> no. Well, speaking of someone else that's new, you probably never heard of. Hey, Steve, what are you drinking? Probably never heard of this guy. Interesting, Griffin, because that's a hams. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. That's a you probably never heard in my my boy uh, my boy Eric hit me up a little while ago. He's like, "Hey, Steve, I hear there's this new movie coming out called The Batman. I got." Tickets to the biggest screen in Columbus for Wednesday, earliest you can see it in the city. I also have a lot of hams because my local Kroger had hams. You want to go see the Batman and have some hams? And I said, sure. So we saw the Batman. It was pretty good. Uh, All right. I'll come clean. 
It was the best. And the hams are really good, too. We know you quoted it all last episode, too. Oh, yeah. Is it time? No, it's not episode 269. I oh, said is, is on that... 169, you'll see it again in 269. Oh, okay. 269 will be the next <laughs> Team Slurp episode. I, I just thought we were doing it for, uh, you know, oh, no, this when you ham- had hams. This hams is for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured like a big character moment, like you meet your long dead daughter or something. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you whip it up. You want me to slurp when I've met my long dead daughter? Listen, you do a lot of things. Your words, not mine. Me. Gross. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's like the only way you feel joy. Haven't felt that in a while. Yeah, I know. Since I, <laughs> since I seen the Batman in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. I'm slurping in the theater. Everybody telling him to shut up. <laughs> well, I've got a drink from Gamut. Another local brewery. This one is a special release. Jotunheim Baltic Porter with coffee. It's uh, a percenter. You can get me going. Mm. And uh, it's really good. Gotta love those special releases. Thanks for picking that up for me, Haley. Of course. And now the, the drink of the hour. I wonder if our patrons gave Emily something gross. It looks like it should be in this cup. It looks blue. Yeah. It is very blue. Very it looks much like the deep end the of the tentacles, pool. But it almost glows in this light, too. It's yeah, we do have a, a, a lighting scheme that suits mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a Gatorade Margarita, also known as Ickmer's Tree. It's a blue Gatorade, limeade, tequila, and blue curacao. All right, walk me through the Ickmer's Tree. <laughs> What's, what's going on with that? So man? that was a name that was suggested when this drink was suggested okay. with like potential swap out the Gatorade and then you could change the color. Oh, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. You could do a different color, like a lemon lime probably. Yeah, would you yeah. Like a greenish, mm-hmm. sure. Or you could get like, use like the white and get kind of like a grayish color. Sandy would hate this what, drink. What? Bad boy patron suggested this. <laughs> this was suggested <laughs> by old Scratch Johnson. Oh, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the views of Steve don't reflect the views of the rest of the idiot slasher podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It it does taste like um a margarita. It's not quite as like sweet and tart because of the Gatorade, but it's good. I've had now. Three Patreon beverages in a row. Yeah, it's been a, quite the streak for you. Yeah, but I have to say, they've all been pretty good. Wow. So can't complain. Haley, take Griffin, note. Griffin, do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Haley, take, <laughs> take note. Uh, Emily has drank all of these out of the, the goblet. Yes. That has yes. actually been the best part. I think that's why I've enjoyed the drinks so much is because of the goblet. <laughs> I'm surprised you have no thoughts on the fact that they were. Oh, all no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I was just saying. I was. It, I, it's called a shit sandwich, Steve. It's where you yep. give a give a nice thing. Yep. And then we go into an investigation about allegations <laughs> of ridiculous <laughs> cheating <laughs> on the drink polls. What the fuck? You had two drinks that had the same ingredients. Well, there was maybe a little bit of what of else is she embezzling from the company? Because she's. <laughs> She certainly doesn't have to go out and find and rummage through the bargain bins for obscure <laughs> ingredients for her drinks when she can just back to back her drinks with the same raspberry liqueur. Oh, and it's so good, too. As chief ethics and compliance officer, I don't like hearing the words, what else is she embezzling from the company <laughs> during tax season? We need to file our taxes soon. We do need to file our taxes, but fortunately... The IRS isn't going to listen to this. You don't know that. <laughs> You're right. I don't know that. We're actually probably being wiretapped right now. Yeah. We did get a letter from the IRS recently. For that oh. success. I don't feel like this is the appropriate time to tell me this, Haley. You know what? Let's talk about it. All right. What is the IRS? Was it, were they also investigating Emily's crimes? Uh, I mean, probably. I don't know. I didn't read it. Or were they sending? Were they sending us? Did they send us the letter that was like, "Yes, you absolutely can." Are you fucking kidding me? You know what? If it's from the IRS. It's probably nothing. I am kidding. It was just an a letter from the IRS for Griffin, not for the company. Okay. It was just those like, "Hey, you got you know here's here's your uh, economic benefit package yeah. that you got from 2020." 
Oh, we should have done that as the company. We should have, because we would have qualified for quite a few things. Not as an individual, as an LLC. (laughs) Yeah, I actually do think, uh, you know, it's important to note to our accountant, a.k.a. probably also me, that, you know, I think think the amount of uh, obscure alcohols we have to, because it's a part of our revenue stream, we have to drink them in order to make the money. I don't know. That sounds like write-off material to me. I don't know. Brooks seems at most times like a dependent. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm still uh still really enjoying that look on Steve's face when I said there was a letter from the IRS. I've never <laughs> seen someone go so so panicked. He was, was pale about- in red light. I was about to run. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have a document that says you have X percent of share in the company. I enjoy the chaos that I just stirred. <laughs> the scare wasn't necessarily we got a letter from the IRS. Was, man, we got a letter from the IRS. And you threw and it I don't care. <laughs> just tossed it. And I'm finding out about this on air. <laughs> the appropriate time. Fast and loose with those IRS letters. But no one seemed even a little bit worried steve tense and pale (laughs) well to be fair i knew you were lying right (laughs) for five years my job was compliance (laughs) like dealing with customs and the government Uh that shit scares me because it can get bad oh i know that's i'm i'm very well aware so anyways that was very enjoyable for me i'm i'm feeling great now ready to go into the episode (laughs) glad you had fun Oh, we got to Sometimes I hate when Haley has fun. It's like almost always at everyone else's expense. Uh-uh. Almost always. Not always. 98%. You are the one who are a jerk. That, yeah. I'm the only one on this network who has good, clean fun. I'm, pay- I'm paid to be a jerk. People tune in. Well, I'm paid as a stretch. I'm paid. <laughs> paid is definitely a stretch. I'm breaking even to be the, a the, oh, Hold on. The fact that you got a little worried about the IRS means I'm definitely getting paid. <laughs> no. Fair. <laughs> if no money exchanged hands, then the IRS would not be involved. <laughs> Am I getting paid directly? No. no. <laughs> is the company we have all created together getting paid? Yes. <laughs> But yeah, um, much like the IRS takes things very seriously, I think we need to uh, take Mm -hmm. the next dice roll very seriously. It's Mm -hmm. uh, between everyone but Emily. I'll make sure to put a gross drink on the poll next for you guys. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, will you? Uh Uh (laughs) No, I'll put the next one on the list. No, 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 shut up. I don't want to hear it because you'll be like, no, put the next one on the list. And then Haley's going to (laughs) lose. 19 for me. 13. 19 for me. Oh my. I also got a 13. Oh my. <laughs> Roll off at 13. Wow. Yeah. I hate this. Please, Peter. I do hate ah. this. You're not allowed to drop it. I did. I did Look at it, it on the ground. I don't know where it went. If you can't see it, you got to roll again. If you can't see it, you automatically 16. subtract five. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. Done eight. Blew uh. mm. it. <sighs> hey, leaving it up to the boys. Gotta get oh, could have been just the boy. <laughs> the one on the ground also rolled a sixteen. I just found it. It was meant sure. to be. It did. It's it's still there. I said sure, <laughs> as an acknowledgement. Sure, he said in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving it up to the boys, but to be disappointed. God, boys are about to collapse like a house of cards, <laughs> <laughs> like a pile of bad drinks. <laughs> The chalice has to stay. Can. The chalice only stays on this side of the table. Haley and I will just. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm a little worried my Give D20s will be taken away. I'm bringing. And I'll only be given D12s for the next roll. <laughs> bringing the chalice home. It lives in our house. It's not Got about you. the physical chalice. It's about the emotional it's about the chalice. <laughs> <laughs> when I win. I'm taking the chalice home. <laughs> I'll bring it back and forth. It's, it's a, it's a <laughs> All right, here's the deal. When I win, I'm bringing the chalice home, and then for those five weeks, I'm going to 
uh, drink my water during work hours <laughs> out of that chalice exclusively. Exclusively, so people are going to see it that I work with and ask mm. me questions. Mm. What mm. the fuck is that called? What? <laughs> what? What's Steven to? What's Steven to? Ooh, that wasn't obvious. Steve, okay. it's weird that you brought hentai into the workplace with this tentacle <laughs> you know, cup. Your work computer <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Oh gosh! You know, uh, work uh, tracks your internet sites, and so they might find that hentai on there. <laughs> you give it. You give it a reason to look. I got. I got to go make some calls. See <laughs> <laughs> if we have any uh, extra hard drives. Terabytes, please. <laughs> Steve is catch scrambling to say something. <laughs> catch me after this episode around a trash campfire at one in the morning, throwing my laptop in there for her. Oh, boy. Well, when last we met our heroes, they had defeated the vampiric monks that impeded their progress into the vampire underground. Matumbe reunited with his daughter and the woman that saved his village from a vampire attack, realizing that the, the cost that they both paid was becoming vampires themselves. The party made their way into the vampire underground proper and were led into a chamber with the lord of this place, Louvric Servage, who questioned their intentions and is now ready to have a conversation with them. And so that's where we find you. There's a lot of stuff to discuss. Do we, did we make a plan around this? I wrote down a few questions relating to the vampire killers I think we could answer. But Go for it. there's like a lot of stuff we could ask. Right! It's, I'm, I'm currently struck with the like, we could, we could ask him anything. But you clearly have a better plan. Well, we'll see. It's just the questions we've been <laughs> asking everyone so far, and no one's had like a super good answer for us. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, we've been doing some investigating into these vampire killings. If we're to investigate further, I think it'd be good if we have some more information. We did find a vampire body that hadn't been completely destroyed in the sun. It was drained of all its fluids. Why would someone do that? There have been a great many, call them blood seekers, over my long life. As varied reasons as you might expect, but occasionally the living think that they may prolong their own life by taking the blood of immortal beings such as vampires. We do have uh, in our custody a an alchemist who may be able to answer these questions further. He is a Nosferatu named Ramoska Archimenos. He claims to have nothing to do with these slayings, but that one has played a mysterious game for many years. In addition to... Uh, one of my retainers has acquired evidence suggesting that Caliphas's nobility are behind these attacks, and perhaps the two are related. Do you have any specific names of the Caliphas nobility? We've come in touch with a few higher-ups here in a short time. Perhaps we have already encountered these individuals. Uh, minor nobles, to be sure, my retainer, Ed Turner, has a record of such things, if you wish to speak with him. So here's the deal. <laughs> Concurrently with these events are the events of the neutral interlude. And I know for a fact I dropped as Sawyer the names of the other evil interlude folks to the other people in the neutral interlude party. But nobody here would know that name. No, they wouldn't. Goddamn. All right, I, got, I actually got distracted when you said it, Turner. What was his relation to this? Uh, he is Louvric, one of Louvric's retainers, so think like other members of the 
vampiric court that would uh, attend to kind of the minutiae, smaller matters that Luvrik isn't attending to himself. Okay, and he basically was saying that Ed Turner might know more about the nobility. Ed Turner essentially has a record of the the suspected, you know, noble activity. Okay. You said you maybe had a couple questions, Emily? Uh, and then my other question was on the leads, but he talked about the Caliphas nobles being behind it. One of our uh, clerics here, who, uh, Matumbe, it seems you might know, uh, Ivania has been investigating these killings as well, I think, to uh, ensure the safety of Kiza and the rest of us. She has found some other information. She has been collecting stakes from these crime scenes. She may know more. Would it be valuable if we brought her any other evidence that we had from the crime scenes? If you have it, yes. Uh, combining evidence would certainly prove or disprove any any similarities between the the crime scenes for certain and maybe any theories that she or you have. And then you also said it's like for a long time people have been trying to steal vampire blood for various reasons. It, it, is there any truth to it, I guess? Like they, they've been stealing it for years. They have been stealing the blood of vampires for years. Is there truth to it giving immortality? Uh, not quite. Not quite. Yeah, usually, you know, things like that start, you know, rumors always have some sort of fact, so I didn't know if there was a fact we should be aware of. When you wish to change one of your spawn to a true vampire, there are several ways for that to happen. The first is if you were to perish, then they would be masterless, ascend to true vampirism. But you can grant them their freedom by allowing them to feed on your blood. But it doesn't do anything to, like, you know, non-vampires? No, not that I have ever seen or heard of. Man. But I, I believe that maybe that type of practice was learned by mortals such as yourselves and twisted in a way that... Okay. The... The vampires that have gone missing or have turned up dead, is there anything that you've noticed that's connect them? They are all members of the, the council. They all have several spawn beneath them. But beyond that, it... Uh, well, you could talk to Lady Ivania. She knew many of the victims. And I apologize, uh... Your friend uh, Evelyn is our is our resident cleric, so she is the one gathering evidence, that kind of thing. But Ivania had personal ties to several of the victims. Uh, she has secluded herself uh, in the underground here instead of in her normal realm, out of fear that she is next, so... If she is secluded, will she speak with us? Anyone that I have mentioned uh, will likely speak with you after they see that I have given you this. And he would take off one of his many rings. And it is a, a signet ring with like a sigil on it instead of a stone. This will show anyone in the underground that you are here on business related to me that you are not to be put in any danger and that you are to be cooperated with. As uh, these new ascended vampires, that's like, you know, a big shift to society. Has that had any really positive effects for some people, but negative for others? It is uh, reducing the power of the the council, obviously, we did not heard it immediately admit them to be members of the council that generally comes with age or great influence. Yeah, I just didn't know if there was any, like, power play people were trying to 
go through here an uprising. That's what I was making sure wasn't that. Now, the issue with with that, um, and I don't know if I caught your name, young vampire. Rune. My name's Rune. Rune. You do not know much of your vampiric heritage. Uh, n- no, not really. I can tell. Uh, an uprising is utterly impossible as the spawn of a vampire are fully under the control of that vampire. No, I'm aware of that, but you just said that a, a lot of new vampire spawn are now becoming fully ascended vampires because of these killings, so I didn't know if there was something happening there. Like, there's a lot of new vampires now. Yes, but without any spawn, they are no more powerful than they were before. Okay. I had assumed you meant that the spawn were rising up against the vampires of the council. No, I, I more meant someone mischievous trying to make more vampires and less vampires that have spawns and maybe even the playing field. An interesting thought, um, but one would have to be very intimate with um, the, the vampire way of life. So maybe you question Mr. Archminos. He's the one that they have locked up that they suspect okay, is yeah, the, thank you. the alchemist, um, who is also a vampire. Mm-hmm. The Nosferatu vampire. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wish to discuss? So we want to talk to this alchemist, Archminos. We want to talk to Ed Turner, because he might know something about the nobility. We want to talk to Lady Avanya, because she may know something about victims. It's what I have written down. And then Evelyn has a potential, like she's been gathering other clues from other crime scenes. So there might be a connection. Yeah, I want to give her my teeth that I've been holding. Mm-hmm. Not my teeth. Weirdo. Maybe you wear dentures. Yeah, Rune takes out her dentures. She's no good <laughs> at reading. <laughs> also no good at brushing. One leads I'm to the other. I'm not secretly an old person who has just gone blind and now can't read anymore yeah. and it has dentures. <laughs> that is not the case. It's pretty specific for <laughs> definitely not the case. It's specific to say that you're not. <laughs> for your investigations, I demand only one thing. When you find this killer, bring them to me. Anyone who strikes down vampire elders will face the judgment from one as well. That seems pretty cool. Maybe difficult to bring one to you. We will do our best. I will promise we will try to bring this one in. But if it comes down to our lives versus his undead life, we will fight until we fall. I would prefer you bring them in warm, but you can bring them in cold. This is the way. Well, I will leave you all to it then. Uh, Ivanya can be found in her chambers. Evelyn would likely be in the cathedral down here. You can find Ramoska Agminos in the pump room where we have him chained up. And Ed Turner is likely at his uh, adjunct shop he does a fine bit of tailoring, uh, <laughs> as as old as you get being an elder vampire, I've survived centuries, and some of my favorite clothing go into disrepair quite frequently, as you can maybe believe. Uh, so Ed Turner uh, gives us his services, mending many of our garments, as well as Handling a large amount of administrative work, he came across some incriminating documents he might be able to share with you. Well, uh, do any of you guys have a preference on where we start? Not I. Let's start with whoever's closer. I mean, I did kind of have a preference, though, which is maybe uh, the cleric, because I do have some negative effects going on right now. As do I. That <laughs> is the case here as well. I can also help clear those. Yeah, we, we've spent a lot of well, lot of your stuff though today, so just kind of feel like they owe us this one. But you're so right. old, so <laughs> you might need to rest. 
I think everyone here that's a vampire is older than I am. Yeah, but Zia's vampire, you like look old. So, <laughs> like, it's. I'll remember that when you need healing next. He would give you directions to each place, and um, you would know that you can kind of go straight to the north uh, through a tunnel and reach the double doors of the cathedral. Don't worry, Rune memorizes every bit of the directions. <laughs> it's the one thing I've got, guys. Mm. <laughs> you know, this part of the city was actually okay. only, it was only the city <laughs> it was only the city several centuries ago, so I'm more technically talking. I think you lose mm. your bonus. It's mm. no, it no it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just it's the only knowledge I really have any skills with. It's geography. <laughs> so uh, well, sorry, you're not like out and open things. I think it'd be uh, more like dungeoneering down here. God, mm. Oh, something? I have that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have it, I have that too. <laughs> oh yeah, what's your bonus? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> go, go look at your sheet. Look at all your knowledges. You're right. Quinley's got nothing. <laughs> you have Matumbe Bay back. That's right. I know. All right, let's go to the cathedral. Uh, you open the cathedral doors and a small shrine stands in the middle of this large chamber centered on a statue of a horned man with fangs and bat wings holding a wickedly spiked flail in one hand. Beyond the shrine sit two long tables with elaborately carved dark wood chairs. You can see that this shrine looks to have been recently altered. There is a depiction of the skull fly of Orgothoa in here as well. And it is in front of that that Evelyn, the cleric that Matumbe knows from his past, is kneeled praying. As we approach, Matumbe just starts to speak. Doesn't, you know, like say hey or anything. A departure from Phrasma and entrance into the faith of Argothoa is quite a shift, wouldn't you say, Evelyn? Well, the Lady of Graves abandoned me for a choice I didn't make. This is... The Divine is what I do, and, well, I didn't really know where else to turn. Lost and and unable to really defend myself or your daughter, I turned to a faith that I at least knew of that that would accept me the way I am now. And Just because Phrasma turned her back on you doesn't mean you needed to turn yourself to the one who seeks the corruption and destruction of the world. Well... You see it that way. You learned everything you know from that book that you've undoubtedly read page to page and end to end. And I was like that in life. Uh, Things seemed very black and white, but Ergothoa doesn't believe in the end of all things. That's not necessarily what her tenants teach. But the acceptance of continued life after death, accepting the the decadence of mortal pleasures, kind of goes hand in hand with that. You want the best of what the world, the material plane can offer you. If you're going to be here for time extended beyond your mortal life, I know my soul would be judged for asthma, but it's difficult to destroy yourself based off of a faith, to destroy a child based off of something you held that no longer really applies to you. And so, yes, I, I converted to worshiping a deity that would give me the strength to carry on. And in doing so, give me the strength to accept myself the way I am. There are other deities which would provide the same. Decadence and indulgence are improper ways of life, my friend. But this is a spiritual discussion and debate for another time. We are here to talk to you about what you know. Clues about these murders. Mm. Clues regarding the killing of our kind. What, what is it that 
you have? Do you, do you have more information from the streets of Caliphas? I, I do have some of the remains of what was left of the, the vampires. I don't know if that would help you at all. I don't know if, you know, like fingerprints is what humans use, but can vampires use teeth? Fangs. Uh, we Lately, we've been just using those that have gone missing and assumed that they are likely among the victims. I have been gathering uh, in the night and through some resources um, able to take from the guard uh, many of the stakes that have been used for these killings. And I find it quite curious. They all appear to be of similar make, carved from furniture legs made in the same pattern. Are you able to ascertain a artisan who may have made them such? No, but I would think a furniture shop, perhaps. Uh, I, there can't be too many in in the city. You have Ustalav Freight and 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 Old Elm and Coffin and Bucket. Coffin and Bucket sounds suspicious. <laughs> that one is for the liquid vests. Wait. Coffin. Coffin. Vampires. Sleeping. We must leave immediately. <laughs> I mean, of course, Lost Coast sells furniture occasionally. Um, um, Tumbe attacks our bear. <laughs> <laughs> if we could, maybe we use Lost Coast as like a last resort. It got a little weird last time. They have great prices. I don't see why not. I mean, maybe <laughs> Air Bear can stay at home. <laughs> Are you familiar with the term Tangled Spear of Incest? Oh, God. That is what we experienced in that store. And you're giving me a lecture about the the perils of uh, decadence? I repent. <laughs> Every day. Okay, what were those names, though, for real? Coffin and Bucket. That one clearly is either owned by a vampire lover or hater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the big one that I definitely remembered. There was an Ustalov something. Ustalov Freight. The middle one, I can't remember. Can you say OG. the middle one? It was like is. OG. It was something with like OD, like ODFL. Uh-uh. It was... No, it was Eastern Elm. That's Eastern what it was. Elm. Yeah, I was going to say it was... You were so close, Brooks. So close. So... <laughs> okay. You wouldn't happen to think one is more suspicious than the other? No. And it may just be someone that purchased furniture from one of these places. I I don't know. It is suspect that I have several stakes that appear to be of the same make. Could be a woodworker as well. How many stakes do you have? She has, I believe it would be like seven. Yeah, so huge concern here, which is an average, like, dresser, etc. That's going to have four legs. And two bedside tables. Still, you know, that's weird. I mean, it would be weird to cut the legs off of your own furniture. Yes. <laughs> so we need to find the person with no legs on their furniture. <laughs> but for real, um... Can we take one of these furniture legs and perhaps if we drop in by one of these artisans, we can match it up to similar products? Of course, yes. I, I don't know if these look familiar to you. Were there stakes at the, at the crime scene that you visited? Yes. Yeah, we saw stakes on the roof, right? Where the pile of ashes? Yes. But I thought we gave, like, everything over. I think you did as well. I guess that'd be a question for you. Like, do they look familiar? You think they do? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and it, it's really just because it looks like they're like turned wood. Like normally a stake is kind of squared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and these yeah. look like they're almost like turned. Like they like it was a rounded, smoothed leg of something. You know that 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 then was like whittled into a point at the end. Okay. 
they all appear to be made of like the same wood too. So we can hit these few up and see if in the showrooms of any of these that they have similar looking legs to any of their furniture and potentially have a connection there. Yes. That's a good lead. We we really appreciate this lead on um, these stakes. We'll definitely check out those furniture shops. Just uh, while we're here, I, I know he maybe said some uh, more offensive things about your faith, but uh, I'm fine. Are you able to help take care of some issues I've got going on? Yes. Um, it, it does turn out that Urgothoa is not the only deity that lends me strength, although I did not learn of the Duke Zabos until I made my way to the underground here. But the Infernal Duke blesses us vampires uh, in a different way than Urgothoa's decadence. What is it that you would require? Well, some of my life force definitely got sucked away by some rather rude, like, attack first, ask questions later, vampire spawn from earlier. <laughs> from um, Merrick's stock, likely. Yeah, and then she just up If you would have spoke with plants to them, they're fluent in plant. <laughs> See, I used that earlier to ask the trees why there was blood everywhere, and then they just, they didn't really tell me. They just kept asking for pee, so I <laughs> that wasted must be that why spell. Like spending time up there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do feel like some of my life force kind of got taken away, and also uh, I'm I'm also down on general health after that as well. Both feel sapped, but also yeah, hurt. Some of my core vitality is also missing from the initial sucking I received. <laughs> I would again giving a lot of lectures about decadence and, and getting suck sucked upstairs. Straight Things up. got pretty wild. The sucking I received was quite short, quite short, but still took a lot out of me. I can see. You walk with a hobbled gait, my friend. <laughs> well, I believe I could. I could. You're you're of course speaking of the um, the power of. Uh, vampire's touch rune. Yes, that's, that's what we're talking about. No, uh, rune specifically. That's that's what ails you. I, no, I was talking about the, the, negative the, level. the blood sucking. Cause oh, you don't care about the negative level? No, because they go away after 24 hours and they don't affect me. I mean, just she, uh, she turns can, to Frey. You can't cast lesser restoration on these guys. It's like a... We've been through kind of a lot. It her has defense. been a long day. She's got a wand of it. I do, but that means it goes away. I just was hoping maybe you could help us out. I, I wouldn't mind the negative levels, I don't, too. You have to and realize also, that, like, I so, I don't prepare. All right, hey, you she, took my child away from me for, like, <laughs> five years and didn't tell me she was still around. Give me a lesser restoration. Why would I prepare uh, such so vampires no, can't take uh, ability to Here's the other thing is I do have um, this other issue, which is she does positive healing, and, and that doesn't exactly help me, and I am down. I can certainly fix you up from that. Thank you. And the negative levels? And she channels Please? negative energy okay. to heal. Uh-huh. So heals you and Quinley if he's taking any damage up to Oh, full. no, he, he's good. good. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Hero. Yeah, lead in the pack. That's what heroes do. Mm-hmm. I imagine. <laughs> I do have one lesser restoration prepared. I, I have... <laughs> I have a few open slots I could prepare it, but I don't have. You have to realize that I, I didn't prepare lesser restoration for the day. Vampires are not affected by. Oh, it. that's fine. I think you have to realize you've got some time to make up. <laughs> Let's go. Fifteen minutes a pop. I mean, uh, she doesn't have like a limited spell slot. She's got a couple open slots. All so, right, uh, what do you got? Give you uh, three, total. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So first one heals three. That I had three down. Second one heals three. I had three. Third one heals four. I had two, so I'm good. I think that's everybody. Okay. Yeah, Frey didn't have any. Sweet. And then she, but by touching you, you'd take a negative level. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. Th- All right. Well, now we have other problems. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. 
Like the nigga levels are kind of okay, but also uh, I wouldn't mind if you got rid of those. <laughs> yes, uh, if, if you provide me uh, the requisite diamond dust, I can. Well, I guess, I guess I can wait overnight. Okay. You're from our stock. It shouldn't bother you much. Yeah, no, it's just I don't really like things affecting me as a whole. If you wait overnight, you can roll to see if it's permanent. Uh, actually, it, it never stays permanent for me. It's just, you know. Rune, you're really nickel and diming this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the point. She took your daughter. I thought we were getting stuff for free. Yeah, and she gave me three points of cotton back. Everything's fine between <laughs> us now. <laughs> totally fine. That yeah. makes up for five years. Perfect. Give me your daughter back and leave. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're good. I do have a question for you before we leave. Sure. I appreciate the gifts you've given us and the healing that we've received. But I'd like a bit of wisdom too. You changed your deity and you receive blessings from multiple entities. You must have had to pay a high price for that. Was it worth it? Is this worth it? I didn't choose this. So, no. I would have preferred to die. But with the existence that I do have... Yes, it is worth the connection to another god, a purpose. If the Lady of Graves would have taken me, I would have gone. But that's not how she cares to operate. Freya's hand is just resting on the hilt of her pistol. We each get to choose our fate. Unfortunately, we don't always know the price we're paying I'm glad you've made connections and have made something here. If anything, there is good to come from bargaining with the unsavory. His daughter wouldn't have survived had I not. She would have burned up in the sun that first day. And and Miss Evelyn, I, I understand that we have ideological differences, but please make it not be lost on you that I am internally in your debt what you have done for me and my daughter and my family by ensuring her safety and her survival. It is not a life I would wish on many, but you spoke with Luvric. He he has morals that before meeting him I would not have expected amongst the unliving. I wouldn't have expected to find a place, a place to feel safe for community. I worried that bringing your daughter to my home country, if we weren't able to find that, what we would do. But he has taken us in and treated us as well as we could hope and allowed your daughter to live as normal life as she can under the circumstances. So although I may have taken her from your homeland and protected her thus far. You have equal thanks to give to that man. If you can even call him a man, he sometimes feels so distant from mortals. Do you consider Kiza one of your own? Or does Luvric consider Kiza one of his own? I have a long battle to fight in front of me, but I do not intend to fall. If I am able to defeat my foes in the Whispering Way, I intend to come back here and maybe bring Kiza home, or at least live my mortal life with her. I don't know, but I, I am her father. What claim do you or Luvric have on her soul? And will we come into conflict over that? I obviously have no claim other than a fondness and a sense of duty to the girl. I've protected her for half of a decade, and I intend to continue doing my part. Although she doesn't appear to have aged you, she has aged in mind. She is growing up to be a fine young woman, a Luvric is fiercely protective of the vampires of Caliphas that live under him, but he is not covetous. I think that a conversation with him man-to-man could allow... I I see no reason why 
he wouldn't want what's best for anyone that lives under him. And obviously, Kiza and I do not have our own masters to serve, but nor do either of us have any spawn. For so long in my life was my belief in Phrasma black and white, but I learn more every day. He reaches out his hand to this priestess of Ergothoa. We don't agree spiritually or ideologically, but we can still coexist. She kind of grabs your hand and lightly kisses you on the back of it. I'm married. Thank you for... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for carrying on my legacy when I could not. And thank you for continuing mine, likewise. Do you know where we can find this Mr. Ed Turner? Yes, if you head to the east here and through the through the tunnels, you'll come across Ed Turner's tailor shop. That's likely where he would be if you're looking to question him. So should we do what? Prisoner, secluded noble, or uh, tailor next? Well, how far is the tailor from here? Uh, once you leave the east entrance, it's just across the way. All right, so Taylor. Right? Let's uh, go. All right. Sounds good. Sure. You exit the cathedral and down a hallway, and you see a sign bearing the symbol of a needle and thread that hangs outside a wooden door marking this somewhat buried building as some sort of tailor shop. It's kind of an amalgamation of three adjacent rooms. You enter, a a bell rings, much like a shop on the regular Caliphate streets, and you see a rather unassuming man, but with pale skin, wearing his trademark purple glasses as he looks across the room realizes that you are mortals and what does he say brooks ah welcome travelers of course they're here because you've seen luvrick and others in my pieces is it not of course i dress the noble this crowd here I mean, that's not why we're here, but people did look well-dressed, yeah. Of course. I'm the best. And mighty fine specimens you are. I mean, this skin with the purple looking at uh, Matumbe. Beautiful complexion. Ah, and then looking at Freya. A little toner will do you great. (laughs) But that is no matter. I can put the finest cloth on you. And why would you not like black and white looking at Rune? I mean, yeah. Are you giving clothes for free? I I mean, that sounds like a good deal. Well, take a look at my shop here. It's immaculate. How did there you dress like, this rat, by the way? Oh. <laughs> you know, your skin a little hairy at best. Maybe we put a little texture on you. Oh, texture on texture. <laughs> you know, brave is what I would call <laughs> Furs on furs. <laughs> I immediately have a question. Suffice to say you're on high alert. (laughs) You have a tailor shop underground (laughs) to a vampire council who is millennia old. Why, they merely like my style. My pieces, of course. I am style. My pieces merely are a reflection. 
And Brooks, you you know, you as Ed would know, like this is your kind of satellite shop. This is where you bring the wares to to like the vampire nobility. You have your own like establishment in Ustalov. Mm. Or in, in uh Califas. And what's it called, Brooks? Yeah. What is it called? The Nobleman's Stitch. All right, I really expected you to flounder with that one. Well done. Okay. Mr. Turner, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Matumbe. I am Kiza's father. Have you made her acquaintance? Why, of course. I mean, she's, of course, tailored. I don't not fit every one of my clients. I see. These are my friends, Freya, Air Bear, Rune, and of course, Quinn Lee. We have pleasure. A- we have a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. I am pleasure. I mean, <laughs> I am pleasure. <laughs> we have a few questions for you. You seem to tailor to the higher class of Califas. There are some accusations that the upper crust of this city, uh, helping perpetuate the murders against your own kind. Are you vampire yourself? Why, of course. He flashes his fangs. Little smirk. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Roll a detect schemer. Detect <laughs> schemer. <laughs> Do you know anything about a furniture producer who may want to kill your kind? I, I don't know. Furniture? That... It's not of my style, while sure. My apologies. Uh, of course, there's no furniture in this shop. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know. I mean, style. It's always changing, but no, the attacks on my kind, thereby. Rumoska, Arkminos. There were some homeless outside of my shop, and, well, there's plenty of homeless pickpockets around. They took these documents right off of some of the Caliphas members of the human Caliphas noble. Like a, your shop top side? Yes. That's what they call it, right? Top, I got Top it. I got side, yeah. yes. Um, this, they call it many... top side the understand. <laughs> <laughs> what are the papers? Are their documents stolen? Can we see him? Why? Of course. Right here. And he walks over to his desk in in the back and it's it's extremely neat and the the wood is that fine dark red that you saw walking in and produces them from from the drawer. Rune says, "I know exactly what to do with these." Gives them a tube and starts looking at the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Matumbe, you leaf through these uh, certainly under the um, under the watch of Mister Turner. Although, if the rest of you are like looking at clothing, he's probably more interested in helping you. In all honesty, but you find several missives that identify vampire elders as well as the locations of their lairs, and their written commissionings, basically their deaths. So. Th- they're kind of like bounties. Yes. Can't you see that this is doing by Ramaska? He's been known to be a servant of the humans. Of course it is him. Are you saying that this Ramaska character is the one who is assassinating these vampires? He's been known to do. But like, is his name on any of this stuff? Or is this just, are we, are we making some assumptions? Matuba, you read several names with like a knowledge nobility, if you would roll it. Mm-hmm. I, I assume you, you have a pretty decent, you could get a, I do. You could hit a DC 20 <laughs> uh, yep. pretty easily. You, you can pretty easily tell that these are like minor nobles in Caliphas. Mm-hmm. They are essentially taking out hits on vampire nobles if you brought Quinley in like his mother's name is on one of these documents they are taking out the upper crust here but it's not it's not like referencing a killer it's referencing that 
the Caliphas aristocracy is the one kind of like perpetuating this, like taking out hits or whatever. It's not saying like Dog the Bounty Hunter is the one doing it, right? Mm-hmm. They are paying the bounty for... There's no evidence actually of this person. The evidence that Ed Turner has told you so far is A, that yeah, Ramoska Archimedes, which Luvrik would have told you as well, is being held under suspicion that he has a record of working with these nobles. And in addition, Ed Turner is is basically telling you that at least one of these forms was found on Ramoska when they brought him in. Riddle me this. If this Mr. Miss Archimedes is, as you say, potentially the killer or the person responsible for these crimes and in custody, what are we doing here? You have this killer, right? And is that not who you are looking for as well? Yeah, it's just like we thought we were trying to find the killer, but, you know, there's no looking needed, so... Ed, you would think that, um, you know, the, the real issue is maybe that, hey, there's a valuable bounty created on these vampires, and so Ramoska, while he may have been a killer, may not be the only killer cashing in on this deal. And can't you see that there have to be other bounty hunters coming soon? We should defend now. Gonna be straight with you. No, I can't see that, but thank you for informing me. (laughs) All of the killings. Do you think there's already a second killer then? Is that what you're saying? It's been a minute since I've gone to the top side. But (laughs) I wouldn't know much more than what it was when I left and there was only four at the time. There were only four killers? Four murders. Murders. Oh, four murders. <laughs> oh no. I'm missing a lot. Oh boy. <laughs> got work to do. Twelve killers. <laughs> Thirteen ghosts. Oh no. So our there's always that we defend with offense. In yeah, a way. Air Bear's usually my tactician here. Do what what do you think the best course of action is? Speak up, Air Bear. <laughs> there is good point in the spy tactics of what is going on here, but there is no real way to find out unless we try to interrogate the killer. Is it not? I don't know about this Turner guy. Air Bear, what do you think about him? The dress is quite <laughs> extreme, but there, so there is no way that he is capable of any sort of combat. So there is really no no danger there. He is merely a tailor. Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Matumbe, uh, go ahead and as you're reviewing these documents, there are a couple checks that could be made. A local check. Okay. A linguistics check. Local's a 31. Yeah, with a local, you're Megamind Matumbe. So you're thinking about like all of the interactions you've had at like the bars and like following up on um, on all of the information you've had, you've gotten so far, like your conversations with Count Galdana, like that kind of stuff. And you realize that like the nobles that are referenced in this document all seem to conveniently be out of town. Through one grapevine or another, you've heard of many of these names, and they're not um, people who are currently in Caliphas. So they are presently out of town. They're not like out-of-towners. They are presently out of town. They are Caliphas nobility, Yeah, but they are presently out of town. Huh. Okay. You said a linguistics check was also in order. Not great. That's a 19. You look through these and they appear to be the legitimate article. You're you're kind of flipping through the pages and with the amount of nobles in here, you 
you wouldn't believe that uh, this could be forged considering the amount of different signatures that you've seen uh, replicated on the page. So you're pretty convinced that whatever this is, this campaign against the vampires of Caliphas by the nobles of Caliphas is legitimate. Okay. Are those the two checks? Yep. Okay. You would communicate as much to the rest of the party. Maybe these nobles were afraid of what would come after them if they had bounties on these vampires. They wanted to skip town before they got brought in. It's also just kind of weird, like, why would they set up these bounties to begin with and then immediately run? If they're afraid, why would they do it to start? Does it have any reasons on these documents or just go kill? There aren't. But I think, again, I keep leaning on this, like, incredible intelligence from Matumbe. Mm -hmm. I feel like Matumbe might piece together that the Whispering Way was recently in town. They likely have connections with the nobles of Caliphas. And if the Whispering Way were to have swayed these nobles to post bounties, you've heard so much from Luvrik that the vampires are not on the side of the Whispering Way. And so this might be a grander plot by the Whispering Way to eradicate the vampires by proxy. I think that's like the first theory that Matumbe would would likely come to here is that this all looks really legit. What Freya said kind of makes sense. Like, hey, they were kind of coerced into doing this and so they skipped town in fear of retaliation maybe and why would they start a campaign against the vampires of Caliphas in a time of relative peace well if they were prodded by mm-hmm. enemies of the vampires of Caliphas makes sense potentially and yeah, Matumbe would, would communicate as much it's what he believes yeah anything else we got oh come back anytime and he strokes Matumbe's arm because he can't stroke his cheek and I'd love to put some cloth on you. Some of me, call it. Ugh, and on that note, finish <laughs> your drinks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Gross. I knew it. Oh. Gross. Oh. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.